the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here and today I am live from Des Moines, Iowa. Go figure. (laughs) Not a place that I thought I'd be visiting soon, but I'm really excited to be here. I'm shooting the cover of my book that's coming out in March called Have It All. No, actually it's called You Can Have It. It's so funny. Um, I, between... I'm so much about the have it all and you can have it. And so this book, like this show, is giving people things that they otherwise don't think that they might be able to have. Uh, It's for people living with diabetes and others who just want to have amazing food. So I'm on that little adventure right now. But today, I am super excited that you're joining me because I have an amazing guest. A lot of times when I bring on guests, I've, I haven't had as much interaction with them. But this guest I've actually spent a little bit of time with, and he is a total rock star. For those who haven't heard of him, which I'm sure most of you have, Larry Broughton has a hotel group. He's a former Green Beret. He helps entrepreneurs find their passion. He's a dad. He does martial arts. The list goes on and on and on. So today is all about getting over your fears and finding passion in your life so you can actually have not only that body, but that life that you want. And Larry is the perfect guy for this. Uh, Talk about fearless, being a Green Beret. Like when he tells his stories, I'm like, oh my God, you're so brave. He may be the bravest guy I know. So we'll jump into that. But I think um, a lot of times people don't realize that all aspects of our life tie into each other. And the more you can take the focus off losing weight, the more you're going to lose weight. So that's why I really want to talk about fears. Because to be honest, I used to be a super, super fearful person. And I know this is going to surprise Larry too, because as I said, like I've spent more than a couple hours with him over time and everybody sees me as... um, much more vibrant and fearless these days. But literally, when I moved to LA, on one hand, I was so gutsy that I did move here across the country by myself. But on another, like, I was so afraid that I literally did not leave my apartment after dark if I was by myself. So I would, you know, in the winters, I'd be home at like 4.30 and just kind of scared unless, as I said, you know, if I was going out with friends or something and and food. So we are going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to find out how Larry juggles everything he does, including being a rock star dad, uh, and stays fit. So stay tuned, everyone. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. I'm so sorry. I guess one of the things about being on the road, I tested and... Next thing you know, I am dropping the call. So I apologize to anybody listening, but we're back. And as I said, I'm so excited to be with Larry Broughton. Um, I was basically telling you how I was in my apartment um, and totally fearful. And, you know, that definitely does not lead to good eating. So, but when I first got here, like there were a lot of things that I needed to grow up for one, I needed to overcome those fears, but it didn't help that a lot of things kept happening that were scary. The woman that I was literally working for was killed in her apartment and somebody else was carjacked. He was fine, but it was amazing how thing after thing, and then the giant earthquake. I moved moved to LA in May of 1993, and then in January of 1994, the giant earthquake happened, and at that point, like, most of me wanted to just crawl up in a ball and run home to my parents, but fortunately, I was able to endure, and 23 or 24 years later, I guess 24 years now later, I'm just so glad that I didn't let those things stop me, and, uh, you know, it's, it's so easy for all of us to do. It's, these things can seem overwhelming, but working through them is obviously the best way to do it, um, So I'm going to go ahead and bring in my guest today because he has so many great things to say that I don't even want to waste any time not getting to all of the answers that I want from him. As I said, he's one of the most brave people I know, and it's so important that we're living our dreams. So, Larry, I'd love to welcome you to the show. (laughs) Well, hey, Devin. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on here. But I think you've really built me up way too much. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I don't think that. so. It's uh, it's funny. I should tell people that. So I met Larry through an executive at NBC who um, had said, oh, he asked me if I knew him. And I said no. And then um, basically when I went to do some research to see why he thought that I might have some synergies I looked on his Facebook page, and it was so weird because I, I think I told you this at the time. I wanted to steal yeah. your entire Facebook page. It's like <laughs> we have the same message, except yours is much more geared toward entrepreneurs and veterans and uh, minds toward weight loss. So um, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, this will be fun. Let's have some fun. Yeah. So I, I want to jump right in, and I know, okay. as I said, when I had a lot of fear, um, it was really tough. I think a lot of it is about negative self-talk. And one of the videos that I have seen of yours is your coffee video that I'd love for you to talk about. Uh, coffee video. You talk about the brain flushing video? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, I am a big one on visualization, and I like to keep things really simple. Um, and so, you know, I'm a visual learner, and I think a lot of people are, and we learn through parables. And so, imagine this, that you've got just this craft of muddy, dirty water. And I think we are using coffee and coffee grounds, and that's probably why you're thinking this is coffee. But I think yeah. that that... that uh, ugly dark water sometimes and swamp water imagine that can sometimes represent our brains are the way we think about ourselves you know i've got this book called uh, flashpoints uh, that i wrote uh, a few years ago and one of the things i talk in there about is that uh, um, if we let other people talk to us the way we often talk to ourselves we'd slap them 
right? We've got so much negative chatter going on in our heads about, you know, I'm not thin enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm not white enough. I'm not black enough. Whatever it is, we've got all this negativity that's going on in our heads. And what I've realized over the years is um, it's pretty simple to change that. It's not easy, but it is simple. And we have to replace that negative chatter in our heads with positive chatter. And so I just call it brain flushing. And part of the brain flushing process is um, putting positive affirmations into our, our, our brain every day, every day, every, every, every day, all the time, surrounding ourselves with positive people. Um, if it's not benefiting you, then exercise that from your life. That's basically the well, message, and I had to go through that yeah. process years ago. And I mean, and I love that. And I talk about something very similar, which I, I'm not sure if I shared this with you, but I know I've shared it with some people, where I, at one point when I was struggling, had to put a picture of myself um, yeah. on a, in a ring, in a locket, that I basically would look at all the time and talk to myself as a five-year-old because yeah. I think when it's a child, we're good at doing that. But as you said, we give ourselves so much negativity. So I love that. I think in your video, you were talking about every time you say something negative, you say something positive. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you got to sandwich it. Absolutely. Another thing I talk about in this book is uh, talk to yourself as if you're someone you love. Right. Which right? most you of never... us don't do, especially when we're in. <laughs> That's struggle. why I love your I love your locket thing, right? Because you don't you don't put a picture of someone in your locket that you don't care about that you talk negatively to all the time. You put a picture of someone in, your, in a locket who you care about, who you adore, who you treasure, and that's how we ought to yeah. treat ourselves. Well, but especially because, and I didn't say it was a it was a picture of me as a little kid, um, oh. because somehow I wasn't good at talking to myself. Like I can be totally mean to myself, but you, you know, know me, and I'm never mean to other people. But somehow we think it's okay to be mean to ourselves. Well, here's um, I'm sure a lot of uh, your listeners and you know who Louise Hay is, right? And she talks yeah. about this all the time. Is that uh, for anyone who you have negative feelings for? Picture them as a small child. Mm. You know, I mean, I had to do that with a lot of people, with parents, with people who had wronged me over over the years. Um, and we really do shift our perspective a little bit because all of us have been wounded somewhere. And you know what they say, hurt people hurt people. And oftentimes we're hurt. And who do we hurt most? Ourselves. Just through, um, you know, self-sabotage oftentimes. And a lot for a lot of people, that comes with eating, not exercising, not taking care of ourselves, overworking whatever it is, but I think sometimes it's just a, a simple little shift. You know, like we shouldn't be telling ourselves, hey, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. That is so bad right. for our, our yeah. head. What we ought to be saying is my ideal body weight is, you know, talking to ourselves positively. The brain just doesn't work when we're talking about uh, when you put things in a negative spin. You know, what? last week I talked about this, like that was the whole show about how I have all of these positive manifestations. And with right. mine, it's like, I literally say I jump out of bed every morning weighing 127 pounds and, Great. um, and yeah, like just visualizing what I want and like what sure. it feels like to be weightless is yes. so much more important. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and, and that, being, oh, sorry. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, speaking of being weightless, <laughs> yes. I want to jump into you. As I said, you're one of the most brave people I know, and I know that uh, you've been flying through the air numerous times in yeah. your role as a Green Beret. Um, yeah. I would love to know if you were fearful of becoming a Green Beret, because that sounds like the scariest thing in the world to me. And how um, that <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I didn't really know what I was getting into. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know all the stuff I'd be doing. Um, and believe me, I, I appreciate you saying how brave I am and all that. But, you know, I am really not. Compared to so many other people, I am just a gnat, um, you know, the behind of Whatever. some of these real <laughs> okay. there. But I will tell you this. When you believe in something strongly, when you are passionate about anything, you will be willing to walk through fire for that. This is why we must have our why in our life, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're in special forces or, you know, any branch of the military or any first responder, these are people who are pretty selfless and they're willing to put their own safety above, I mean, they're willing to put the safety of others and the completion of the mission above their own personal safety and welfare. Um, and so... 
when you apply that to your life, and it's one of the things I love about you, is that you're not just looking for people to lose weight. You're always talking about their whole health, emotionally, spiritually, right? The, the whole right. thing. Because if we're not healthy in all areas of our life, then fear does uh, creep in. And so, yeah, of course, there were times when I was fearful. But one of the things that um, I've brought from my military experience into my uh, civilian life all these years later is that I have to surround myself with positive cheerleaders in my life. You know, when you're on a special forces A team, there's 12 guys on these teams. And we're all, we've got each other's back. Imagine if every challenge you had in your life, when you moved to your apartment, when you were afraid, if you had this cadre of people, you had this team of friends that got together, you probably would have, re- you probably would have approached your life a little bit differently back then. And so you now know, I just surround myself with warriors in every aspect of my life. That is so brilliant. Um, I mean, it's funny because I talk about passion all the time, too, as you know. And, yeah. But I never thought of it, you know, for me, it's like I'm willing to get on a plane and, you know, go to various places that I don't necessarily feel like and, and you know, do all these things um, because of the passion and how much I'm driven by the career. But honestly, like, it didn't occur to me that that was even the why in being a Green Beret to that level. Like, it just, still to me, I mean, I couldn't do it. I'm too scared. To buy <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you would be amazed, and it's like anything, like going on a roller coaster for the first time was really difficult for you, probably. For most people, it is. And I, this is one of the mantras I teach my kids and anybody in the organization when they say, hey, this is really hard. Well, yeah, everything is hard until it gets easy. That's just how life is, right? And so when you do these baby steps, you know, in, in life, and you just keep putting one, what I used to say is one dusty, bloody boot in front of the other, that just one step forward, um, you know, it builds up. It's the it's momentum. Darren Hardy calls it the compound effect, right? Um, but if we just say, hey, I can't do that, then you're right. Whether you can or you can't, no matter what you tell yourself, right, you're, you're right. But if you say, hey... I can do that, but just not today. That's just a different approach. Or I can do that with this kind of training or this kind of outlook. Then you're right. You will be. But I, I don't. Right. I just I, I get my it gets my cackles up when I hear people say I can't do that. Well, no, you can if you change your mindset and your training and you know your perspective on life. Well, and I've actually found too. I thought it was funny when you said that I didn't realize that you didn't know exactly what you were signing up for as a Green Beret because I did that in college. I hosted a TV show at a local commercial cable system and I set uh-huh. the whole thing up and then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. And sometimes it does just take, I mean, and I'm doing some things in my life now too that are pretty big sure. and bold and, and sometimes it takes just signing up for it and then I'm a person who follows through Um and again, because of the passion, but, but, but yeah, well, I still we know, admire you and thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Well, when you know your why, the how mm-hmm. will come. Well, and that brings me to my next question. You had okay. once told me a story about how you had a client in one of your masterminds who said that uh-huh. he was going to start a business. And I remember you very lovingly were telling me this story about how you were like, you didn't see that for him at all and you didn't get it and uh-huh. all of that. And you managed to like make him actually make a career shift. I believe it was he uh, mm-hmm. was going to um, open a gym and so when people, when you're coaching them and, it, and things don't seem to align and they don't think that they're why, you don't think their why is strong enough, like for people at home, what do you recommend? Like how do they, if they don't know what that is, like how do yeah. you go about finding that? Well, let me give a little backstory on this. So this is a guy who was um, or is a military veteran. He was an officer in the Army. Um, and like a lot of us, you know, we get out of the armed services and we put on weight and, you know, we get soft and spongy and, and that kind of thing. And he knew he wanted to be an entrepreneur, had dabbled in entrepreneurship a little bit. And he saw the trend, now this is probably eight or 10 years ago at this point, of these online fitness um, programs and all these quote unquote boot camps that were going on. And he thought, well, gosh, I was in the military. I was an officer. Um, I'm going to start this online boot camp. And, um, but when he spoke about it, there was no passion there about it. He didn't fit the role really. Um, it was just, he was doing it just because he thought he could make some money at it. And I wasn't feeling it. The other mastermind members weren't feeling it. And so I just, here's the way, the way I live my life, Devin, and you you know, this reality is your friend. 
Sometimes right. we have to do the hard right over the easy wrong. And sometimes that means we have to tell people, hey, I think that you are BSing me right now. I'm calling BS on this. And so I did that with him. And um, I take all of my clients to do what I call a three-column exercise. Um, and I think this is just a good, good thing for everyone to do. And it's just taking a piece of paper, turning it, what is that, uh, landscape, I guess, and making three columns in it. And in the left-hand column, you just put everything I'm doing. And this is really good for when people feel overwhelmed or they feel like they're not being productive. And just list everything that you're doing in your life. Everything, everything, everything. And this is going to be a long, long, long list. Yeah, it's a long list. <laughs> it is a long list, right? Especially for you and I. Exactly. Well, I'm a big believer. In, well, I'll get to that. So that's everything you're doing is in the left column. And the center column is everything that you're great at. Okay. All right. So you move everything that's in the left column to the center column that, that you're great at. The reality is what you're going to start finding is there's a lot of things you're doing that you're not great at, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the third column, all the, way, all the way to the right, is that you love it. So not only are you great at it, but you love it. And typically what happens is that last column is very short compared to the, the, the left-hand <laughs> column. Yeah. And there may be things you're not even doing that you love that ought to be in, in that. And so I had Wayne, well, his name was Wayne. I just gave it away. This client mm-hmm. do. And one of the things that he loved was the medical field. His wife was in the medical field. And so he totally, once he went through this whole thing, fitness did not even fit into anything that he was great at or that he loved. So mm-hmm. people have burnout when they're not doing the things that they love. And most studies have shown that we spend about 17 to 20% of our time doing anything that we're great at and that we love. And if we can just move that needle to 30% or 40% or our goal in our organization or hotel company is 60%. Imagine if your whole life you spent at least 60% or even 50% of your time doing things that you're great at and that you love. I'm telling you, morale increases, productivity increases, we feel better about ourselves, it impacts every area of our life. And so then the hard part is just deleting, delegating, and deferring all of those things that you aren't great at or that you don't love. And that's where the hard part comes in. Yeah. I mean, I I do think um, for some people, though, like the, I mean, that was just so helpful to really hone in. I mean, one of the things I always say is try various charity things. And honestly, that's how I found my career. I think you know that. And I know you are big on doing charity as well. But I sometimes feel like, I mean, I know you go and do all these entrepreneur events and um, speaking to women and you come home on this huge high. Uh, And I don't think people realize like what that can feel like. Yeah, um, I get I get into these debates with a friend of mine all the time who just can't believe that I go out there and quote unquote serve all the time. What do you get out of that? That's so stupid, you know. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a waste of time. You should be focusing on other things. It's like, man, when you know when you don't know what anything else to do, when you're feeling stuck, you just serve somebody else for no other reason than to try to help them. It's amazing how the universe responds to that. Literally, it's like a sea shift happens um, for me anyway. You know, call it karma, call it you know. Gaia, whatever it is, something happens when I serve other people without expecting anything in return. And so I found that with a lot of people, when people are lacking meaning and passion in their life, when they're able to actually help somebody else out, like you said, volunteer to shelter, tutor, just help people put groceries in their car in a parking lot sometime for crying out loud, little things like holding the door at Starbucks, all of those things add up and you start to look at yourself differently. We feel good. You know, when you feel good about yourself, then things start to manifest uh, outwardly. Well, absolutely. And plus, like, I also suggest people sometimes go even further and do something active that's physical because it's, you know, sometimes going to the gym, we know, you know, trying to get that in your schedule seems overwhelming. But if you're doing it with a purpose to serve, um, not Mm -hmm. only are you burning calories, but you just, again, I mean, I know I've seen you after you've come back from some of Mm -hmm. these speaking things you do and you're just, you know, I mean, always inspiring, but it's, it's weird how like you inspiring others makes you even more inspiring. Um, and I think, you know, people can really learn from that. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, I know, as I said, you speak to women often, and I think like a majority of my audience is women. Do you have any life advice, (laughs) Mm. Um, like your biggest piece of life advice that you would share with a woman? 
<laughs> so I think that uh, I, you know, I did a Facebook Live topic uh, a couple of months ago on mm-hmm. women in leadership, <laughs> and um, and yes, I, it was a very provocative title called "Why Women Can't Lead." Um, right. And, and before um, anybody provo- gets really upset, know that that's not exactly what you said. Where he's going. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, no, it was meant to be provocative for a very specific reason. Um, but what I found is, and all the research that I've done on this, is that um, women just need to be authentic. This is a good lesson for everybody. Be authentic. Be transparent. Stop pretending to be a man when it comes to leadership stuff. Um, I think that a lot of us get stuck in a victim mentality, particularly now with the the state of um, you know civil and political discourse in this country right now. It's easy to point fingers at somebody else and why your life just isn't great. But if we just take personal responsibility for our for our own actions, um, then I think that goes a long way. You know, back in the you know seventies and eighties, remember when women were wearing big shoulder pads and changing their lingo in the marketplace and carrying briefcases. Um, you don't need to do that. Um, there, are, if you're a woman in leadership, there's a couple of books uh, I'd recommend. One is by my friend Jessica Eves Matthews called Wonder Women: uh, How Western Women Will Save the World. No, is that it? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, and um, and in there, she talks about you know just finding your authentic voice, your why, and uh, you can still embrace. This is going to sound so Southern California. Embrace yeah. your kind of divine femininity, you know, <laughs> and stop trying to pretend to be a, a man. Um, and I think surround yourself with women who are cheerleaders for you. Um, Beate Shillette has a program out there, and she's written a book called The Women's Code. And it does a study where some of women's worst enemies are other women in the workplace, you know, stabbing each other in the back and saying things about uh, fellow workers that they would never say about their male counterparts. Um, And so I think, again, we have to find um, allies and comrades in every area of our life who are going to cheer us on just for the sake, because they believe in us, because they like and love us. Um, And uh, those, those people are hard to find sometimes. Yeah, although it does, I mean, that also comes back to us. Like, I honestly used to be a little competitive, and now, I mean, not that I'm not uh, still an achiever, but I go out of my way to, like, make women feel good. Every day I give a woman a compliment, and it's funny, when I first started doing it, I used to be like, I swear I'm not hitting on you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I was afraid if I said something nice to a woman, she's going to think I'm not straight or something. I don't know. It was crazy, and now I'm just used to it. And it's amazing how, again, it, like, brightens people's days and takes guard down, and, and, like, it's genuine. It's not like I make things up, but it definitely um, changes things, and, and it's true. I mean, we women are tough on each other. Well, listen, I've got, I think it's pretty amazing when my kids will voluntarily say, Dad, I like it when you make that person smile. Like, I really try to make people's day. Like, I'll say, man, that's a great smile you have. Or, thanks for being so kind to me. Like, just wait, wait people in a restaurant or people at the checkout stand. Um, and I have had to say that, too, because they'll give me a weird look at that. I'm not coming on to you. Uh, <laughs> however... Um, I think that it's really important. Um, listen, I love competition. I'm a competitive person, but we don't have to compete by I win by you losing. You know, right. um, there's there's cooperative success and competitive success. Um, if we help other people, there, we don't live in a world that's a zero sum game. You know, we can all win together. And when I was able to make that shift a few years ago, man, it took a lot of pressure off of my life. And when I stopped comparing you know, my physical fitness to other people's physical fitness. Um, it took the pressure off and, um, I just felt better about myself. And it's amazing when we feel good about ourselves, how much easier it is to get fit. I stopped the whole exercising thing, um, or trying to be in shape a while ago. And just my goal now is just to live a life of, uh, mental, physical and spiritual fitness. Well, I love that you say that. You are really fit. And uh, so we are going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to find out how Larry juggles everything he does, including being a rock star dad, uh, and stays fit. So stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. 
Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you want to transform your mindset to get more from life and enjoy more success, then don't just get motivated, be inspired. Listen as hosts James Dentley and Stephen Pierce take you on a fun, bold, and exciting adventure that will inspire you with ideas, stories, and success strategies to help you find your passion, live your dreams, and experience more happiness and success. Tune in to Be Inspired every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your future depends on it. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. So I am back with my guest, Larry Broughton, who has been on Hotel Impossible. He's been on MSNBC. He's an entrepreneur with a with a hotel group. He does so much. And, well, I should say he volunteers a ton. He's a rock star dad, and he stays fit. So, Larry, I would love to hear how on earth do you do that? <laughs> I mean, there's so many people Smoking out there. Listen, there's so many Smoking people out there. Like, I'm not a mom. So, I, you know, I can sit here and say I'm busy until the cows come home, but a lot of moms are like, no, my kid, you know, and all of that. And, yeah. And just so people know, Larry is an active dad. I mean, I've literally been watching his Facebook lives and his kids will show up from, like he's sitting in his car and his kids will show up having come out of band practice. And um, you're like, oh, Larry's got to go. His kids are there. I do remember that one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So um, I think that is one of the ways that I stay fit, though. We touched on this earlier. Um, There was a time in my life when um, emotionally I was a mess. Um, Professionally, I felt like I was, you know, sliding all over the ice and I was trying to stay physically fit. And um, it just was very, very difficult. It wasn't until I realized about this whole health that we were talking about earlier that everything is connected spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, relationally. We've got to be healthy in all areas of our life. And when I realized that um, when I get emotionally and spiritually and relationally clean, clear, you know, um, I don't want to sound, you know, too cultish here, that the physical part becomes easy. And that is because I, I get rid of the unrealistic expectations about myself. You know, the truth is, you know, I'm in my, you know, early to mid fifties at this point. Um, it is more difficult now to get down to a 10% body fat. You know, when I was in my twenties, that was an easy thing uh, to do. Not so easy nowadays. So what I try to do now, Devin, is just, I try to stay quote unquote active. I will park quite a ways away from a building and a parking lot um, just to walk those few extra steps rather than parking as close as I can to the door at Target, you know. But it all starts early in the morning. Um, When I get up, um, I I have realized over the years I've got to put really nutritional stuff into my body right away. And so I drink some lemon water as soon as I get out of bed. Um, I do a super green uh, drink. Um, in the morning while I'm doing my morning routine, um, I'll do a green oh, you smoothie. You make that yourself, and, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, no, I uh, I, I've, I've got, well, I've, 
when I when you say make it myself, you mean my my smoothie or my super greens? Um, well, the this, this smoothie. Just meaning like yeah, if you don't right. have somebody, yeah. you know, oh, no. like we look at yeah. you and we know how successful you are. And, you know, sometimes people, well, he probably has seven <laughs> nannies and, you know, six housekeepers no. and, you know, two no. chefs like making nope. his green juice. Nope. nope. I've got a Vitamix and it was the best investment I ever made um, as far as a piece of equipment. I use it virtually every single day and have for years. Um, no, the thing about like about a Vitamix is I just throw things in it and it does all the chopping and cutting, you know, for me. And what I yeah. have found is that when I put really nutritional things in my body right away in the morning, all of the cravings for the nastiness of, mm-hmm. you know, sugars and all this other stuff goes away. I don't have those cravings during the day. I yeah, take stairs. You know, I, I completely agree with you. I talk about that, too. And I don't know if people have heard me say it, but, you know, a lot of times they'll be watching TV, you know, the healthy supposed segments, and they'll say, oh, yogurt and berries are great. Or yogurt, berries, and granola. I'm like, sugar, sugar, and sugar? Like, I agree with you. The days that I have my green juices, like, I don't crave the brownies all day, just every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things, I, you know, there's so much I love about you, but the other thing is about have it all because you can. But it all comes down to doing the hard right over the easy wrong. You know, the hard right is, yes, I can have it all. Yes, I can have that brownie, but I'm going to have a definitely delight brownie, you know, that's Mm -hmm. whatever it is, 50 calories or is that what they are? Something like uh-huh, 50 or 100 yeah. calories versus having a pan of brownies, which I have done, believe me, uh-huh. you know. Um, and so it's about moderation. You know, I, I used to, I'll be honest with you, when I was driving a lot, I used to eat at McDonald's several times a week, you know. Uh-huh. I know, I know, I know. I was a case, I probably should go out and get your cookbook. Um, I was, but you know, in diabetes runs in my family. And, um, but then when I started this kind of just this, this fit kick where I said, you know, I'm not going to cut it out of my life completely, but it'll be like a special treat. Maybe once a month I'll have French fries, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'm and- also curious. Um, a lot of executives I've heard say, well, I have to entertain clients. So they say that they have to have cocktails to fit in and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, not a cocktail at dinner. Like they think that they've got to keep up with the clients who are, you know, drinking a lot. Like, yeah. how do you handle that? Because I, I know, I, I mean, I think I've seen enough that you don't have three cocktails a night. Nope. Nope, I don't. I don't. Um, let's remember, I mean, if we really are committed to our why and that, you know, and one of my whys is to be a healthy, long-living father. You know, I had kids later in life. Um, and, um, you know, cocktails are sugar, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I think I was having a conversation with, with you when I realized how much sugar is in freaking tonic water. Right? Oh, yeah, it was me. <laughs> I was oh, like, I'm so surprised. I remember that. I was like, I'm so surprised you drink that. You're otherwise so healthy. And you're like, what do you mean? And uh, yeah, it's all those hidden things. Like there's a lot of sugar in tonic water. It's club soda that yeah. doesn't have it. Yeah, so That's right. So when it comes to clients, um, hey, listen, I've lost clients or not been able to secure deals because I didn't go out drinking with somebody or all the nonsense and nefarious stuff that goes with, you know, guys on the road um, when it comes to cocktails. You have to set boundaries. You, you have to. Um, and the world will, the universe rewards you, you know. We don't have to take every piece of business. You don't have to work with every client. If you don't share the same core values, then don't do it. I've had people, um, conversely, where I know that I've gotten deals because I've taken a call from my daughter during a meeting. You know, I don't take calls from everybody, but if one of my kids calls, and that's all about health and priorities. So I would just encourage people, don't be fearful that, oh my gosh, I've got to go out and have those cocktails because my client wants to have cocktails. That's that's living a life out of fear and scarcity. But when you say, hey, there's a piece of business, there's a dozen pieces of businesses business right behind this who wants to work with me because of who I am then it takes it out of it. Then you can become much more selective about relationships and business relationships in your life. Well, and this is another thing I talk about all the time, and I know that you and I did a meeting one time over a walk, but that's, yeah, you know, did. that's another big thing. Like, thank you for being willing to do that with me. Exactly, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm famous for being like, let's go for a walk and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that that's really good. And again, if you just say, hey, I'm, I'm going to get some movement in today, not I'm going to exercise. There's something negative in our head about exercise, but say, hey, I want to get some movement. 
Um, sometimes we have to fake ourselves out, right? Um, but it's one of those things where we all want greatness in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my mantras I repeat all the time is, you know, if you want to do great things, you've got to be a great person. And um, and being a great person is kind of doing those small, great things every day in every area of, of your life. And I just can't um, stress it enough, Devin, is that if we want to be physically fit, you've got to be fit in other areas of your life as well. The physical fitness, I think, becomes easier once we're more emotionally, spiritually, relationally fit. The physical stuff just falls into place. No, it's so, so true. And along those lines, I know that you're big on morning routines. I've seen enough yes. of your posts about it. I, was, yes. I mean, obviously, you said you have your lemon water and you do your greens drink. But yes. what, else, what else do you recommend or what else works for you? Either one of yes. those I would love to hear. All right. So um, a couple of things, and I used to just call it my morning routine, but I really start my morning routine the night before because several years ago I started doing all this research on, you know, study on the brain and sleep and all that kind of stuff. And most people don't know that your brain is more active at night than it is during the day. During the day, you're just kind of accumulating information. It's at night when all the storing uh, and filing of all that information you consume during the day is happening. And, um, and so before I go to bed at night, literally my morning routine starts the night before I do a gratitude journal. Sometimes I write it down. I used to write it down all the time. And now if I don't actually write it in my journal, I do it, you know, in my head, I just list every single thing that I'm grateful for. Um, and I thank the universe, um, uh, for the, the great things uh, in my life. And it's everything from my kids laugh to, you know, my team members that I work with. And, and I start at the top of my head and go all the way down through my body of all the, you know, that I have moving parts and, and all that. And usually I drift off to sleep. Um, ah, and because studies have shown that you wake the way you go to sleep. So if I, the last thing I'm thinking about before I go to sleep is the news and the anxiety about my work. And oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the bills? Guess what? That's how I'm going to wake up. So I go to sleep with an attitude of gratitude. I wake up that way. And before I check email, before I jump on uh, social media, before I make my business calls in the morning, I do my my green drinks. And um, I sit down and I do uh, my morning routine consists of the drinks that I told you about. And I do um, meditations and uh, some positive readings and mantras, and I write out what my intentions are for the day. Not my to-do list, but my intentions of having a positive attitude. I'm going to look for little miracles everywhere I go today. Um, I'm going to, um, you know, I, I keep going back to my always go-to is help people in parking lots. Right? I see this all the time. I pull up to a grocery store, and there's a single mom or a mom there by herself with two kids trying to load everything in. The shopping carts rolling across the parking lot. Just helping out somebody that way just sets my mood for the day. And I can tell that when I do my morning routine of um, meditations, readings, and intentions, uh, writing my intentions down for the day, I walk into the office with a much more positive attitude. I'm curious, how long does that take? Because it can sound overwhelming. I mean, I have my routine as well, but how long... does it take at night? And then I, I like that you said you went to sleep to it because like knowing you and as grateful yeah. as you are, that would be sleep <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. Like not, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, in a really good yeah. way. Um, yeah. So and then, my morning routine. Yeah. So just a few minutes uh, at night. Um, you know, I really slow it down. I like dim the lights in my bathroom as I'm getting ready. I've got some soft music on. Um, and, you know, just a few minutes. And then in the morning, believe me, I had a, spiritual mentor who I said the same thing two years ago. I go, I don't have an hour to do a morning routine. He goes, dude, it doesn't take an hour. Just commit to seven minutes, a seven minute routine. You can find seven minutes in the morning to do this. And that's what I did. I got it down to where it was taking me seven minutes. Now, oftentimes it'll go 10 minutes, 15 minutes. There's if I'm really into it, 20 minutes or a half hour, but literally I can do my readings, my intentions, my meditations in seven minutes in the morning. And I just went through this with my sister over the weekend when I was visiting her back in New York. I said, commit to it for 30 days, just 30 days and see how, how it transforms your life. And if it doesn't go back to the old way, you know, but what's it, what's it going to hurt you to try seven minutes every morning? 
Yeah, like, I mean, I like completely my- agree. I, I tell people that I do skin brushing in the morning. Oh, and at yeah. first when someone told me about that, I was like, I don't even have six minutes in the morning. But it is amazing. Like, also not being 20 anymore <laughs> or even 30, huh? um, I, I found that that actually speeds up my metabolism. It's one of the few things besides drinking green tea that, that I really feel like works. And so like that six minutes can, I mean, I feel like it actually saves me real time in my day. And exactly. Well, that's the thing yeah, you make I, up. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, a, you know, the seven minutes that I put on this morning routine, I feel so much more productive. You know, I, um, my team is more productive because I'm happy. I'm in a great space, right? It's like any investment, you're going to get a big ROI, out of it. That's what I'm saying. If you do it for 30 days, whether it's the skin brushing or the um, the seven minute routine that I described, do it for 30 days. If it if it works for you, keep doing it. If it doesn't, find something that does. And then I'm curious. I know one of the most important things is that we always express if something's bothering us or whatever. So given that you have been a leader in so many areas, do you have advice for someone who has to talk to their leader, whether it be their boss or, you know, someone in an organization, like a way to soften that? Because I know that you have a really good way of communicating with people. Is, there, is that something that you might be able to share? How you would yeah. want to talk to you uh, and they, you know, were somehow rubbed wrong in your organization, which I'm sure never happens. But. <laughs> well, I've had these where people have had to come to me and, and, and talk to me, but yes. Um, so as I mentioned it earlier, um, doing the hard right over the easy wrong. Yes. It's difficult to go talk to the boss or a leader of an organization. Um, I, I, I totally get that, but reality is indeed our friend. And so I just think you go in and you name the elephant in the room, you know, just say, Hey, this is going to be a difficult conversation. If you're going to have a difficult conversation with anybody and you start with that, say, this is going to be a difficult conversation. And this is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And just say, I just need to breathe. Will you breathe? <sighs> and you take a deep yeah. breath and you kind of take the pain out of the room, you know, um, and then you just speak your piece, but do it with love and respect. And um, I don't think it's ever useful to go into a difficult conversation and put blame on somebody else. If you talk about, hey, this is what it does for me, and I'd like to resolve this, and here's an idea that I have. So if you've got a complaint or about anything, I think the best thing you do is have a solution or at least a suggestion about it and just say, I'd like to talk about this. Am I getting, you know, are you picking up on this as well? Am I reading this situation differently um, than what your intention was? But hiding it or not addressing it or kind of stuffing it does no one, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for the organization. It's not good for you. It's not good for the leader. I mean, there's things I've learned by having uh, people on my team come and say, hey, this, am I reading this right? Um, I just become more conscious of it. So okay. I would, yeah, and just, I mean, it's it's not good for your eating habits either, to be honest, um, is part of the reason that I seriously, I mean, I am not a person who likes conflict, and I don't like to do those things, but I've found that the quicker I can do them, the easier it is, again, for me to stay fit. Right, but it doesn't have to be conflict. Right, just but by, you know what I mean, know, like anything, I, I just want everybody to be happy all the time. <laughs> I know, I know. So here's the thing, though. I think people will be happier if we just get it out. So I right. think that's the problem. I think oftentimes people think that disagreement equals conflict. And it does, uh-huh. disagreement is just, it's just disagreement. We look at things differently. We don't, you know, we, it, there doesn't have to be conflict about it. And that's one of the things that, that I'm so disappointed about the civil discourse in this country right now. You know, um, I have a grandmother who used to say, you know, we can disagree without being disagreeable. Right. right. But yeah. that seems to have gone by the wayside some, somewhere. You know, now it's if you don't agree with somebody, whether it's your boss or, you know, your neighbor or whatever, all of a sudden there's going to be armed conflict. Really? Yeah. Is that who we want to be? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, now I had said at the top of this that when I was first um, made known of you, I, I went to your Facebook page and I wanted to Deal it all. <laughs> and yeah. part of that is because of your flashpoints that mm. I think are great for people to add to their daily routine. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what they are and where they sure. came from? 
Sure. So several years ago, so there's basically just 130 words, roughly, of little um, um, intentions for the day, thought-provoking questions. Um, So several years ago, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I just started doing these for myself um, to try to change my my thought process. And I started sharing them with some of my team members here at the hotel company. And I started sharing them with um, my uh, my coaching clients, and um, I was on the Donnie Deutsch show on CNBC uh, a long time ago, and Donnie Deutsch somehow had gotten a hold of these, and he said, you know, Larry, you need to put these into a book, and I thought, ah, he's just being nice, and then Darren Hardy, he used to be the publisher of Success Magazine, got on the list somehow, and um, he sent me an email uh, saying, you know, I, uh, I get a lot of uh, emails from people, and he said, there's there's one of these that I keep on my desktop, my computer desktop, and that's your flashpoints. So you ought to put these into a book. And so I'm a ah. big believer that if, if you hear two or more high achievers say the same thing, you need to listen. And so um, uh, I did. And so I put them into a book, and uh, it's really powerful, and it's part of my morning routine uh, each day. Awesome. Well, I hope everybody goes and checks out your Facebook page. And if you, very quickly, we have to wrap in a few seconds. But if you just want to tell us all where to find you and follow you, I would love it. Yeah, so there's the personal Facebook page that I'm not on very much anymore. But if you just go to LarryBroughton.me, which is my website, LarryBroughton.me, then all my social media links are right on there, Twitter, Instagram, uh, my uh, quote-unquote fan page, or whatever you call it nowadays. But it's LarryBroughton.me. Would love to stay in touch with you. Thank you, Devin. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and for all of your wisdom that I know I'm even going to take a few of the new ones with me. And um, I will look forward to connecting with you on social media. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.